selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Because she had heart eyes on it. So I was like, I had never seen someone excited to get a red. Are you ready to kick it off that? Yes, sir. Hey, what up, guys? I'm to hear more. And I'm Patrick Cloud. And this is another episode of Damn Internet, You're Scary. Hey, what's what's been going on, man? What's what's this week's news in the quarantine, in the Tahir quarantine? Man, I've been I've been chilling, bro. Um, the new show has kept me busy, uh, zooming with the homies, and you know we go Monday through Thursday, so uh, it's been fun, bro. Actually, yesterday I'm gonna be honest with you. Yesterday was the first day I went back to the studio and I filmed. Uh, we had to do more episodes of Burden This Hard, so nice. We had to change the set a little bit, push the seats away pull the cameras back a little bit so we still are maintaining the social distancing. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, I think it was me, Maya, guess, and cameraman, and sound. So it was only six of us there, so we were under the, the 10 people maximum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we got it in, got it out. Four episodes knocked out real quick. Got some ass done. Uh, it's been good, bro. You got, you got four episodes? Yeah, knocked four more episodes out yesterday. Nice. Who's the guest? Uh, we got Brandon Lewis, we got Keisha E, we got Precious, and Kenan Baker. Okay. Oh, okay. Pre- I've been seeing comments saying get Precious on there for yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good time, though, man. Good time. <laughs> That's what's yeah. up. How about man, you? What are you working on? Uh, I feel like definitely Twitch, you know, more stuff with Twitch. I just started a food podcast with my cousin Fred called oh, yeah. Caught, Caught Snacking. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one's going to be like, I think we're going to drop the first one on Friday. Uh, but other than that, man, drinking too much, uh, eating too much. <laughs> I've asked to like cut back on the drinking. I've literally just been trying to do more water because bottles of Tullamore do like, I still, I got four bottles. Like I buy them like wine. So I buy them by the six. Oh shit. <laughs> and people were like party. I'm like, nope, just me. Just zoom. <laughs> it makes it makes going live so much because if you aren't going live for like an hour hour and a half two hours being just sit, sipping something is yeah is dope. it makes it like a little event but yeah, it definitely helps it so yeah man it's, it's been cool though man 
it's starting to set in that I mean it was already selling in, but even more so now, like this this could go another two, three months mm-hmm. realistically. Um and it just is what it is, man. So you gotta make the best out of it. That's why um Zooming with the homies is so well received because you know, ain't nobody going nowhere, ain't nobody doing nothing. And like when the world opens back up, the show probably won't keep going unless I, I like film it and then put it up. But like I won't be able to do a live because everybody ain't gonna be at home at the same time. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so this is this is good for that right now. So mm-hmm. keep going as long as I as I can. You know what I'm saying? Especially y'all comics. I feel like y'all be out oh. seven to one AM every single night. <laughs> and I miss it. <laughs> Do you? I know you I mean, it's crazy, like, seeing, like, hardcore stand-up co- comics tweet about, like, man, when this comes back, when, when we, shit opens up again, I'm running the light, I'm going to be on, on, on stage. Like, it's, it's crazy, like, seeing how much it's, like, a part of y'all, too. Yeah, yeah, man, it is. Like, and it's a muscle. Like, I think the biggest fear is people fearing that they won't be as sharp as they were when all of this ended and was started. Because, like, Comedy is a muscle, man. So you got to constantly work in it. If you're not on that stage, you better at least be on somebody's podcast every week working that, that muscle out. So, yeah. you know, from this and working with Kev and doing videos every day and then the other stuff I got going on, I'm at least trying to stay stay sharp and stay, you know, fit in the gym, the comedy arena. So when it does open back up, it won't be too much of a lack. So this stuff does help, like Zoom and lives and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps it's you clicking your toes, man. You reading something, you like, oh, that shit crazy. And make a video about making videos every day. That mm-hmm. shit works. That shit is always helpful. So, yeah, right. all of that helps. Right. Damn. That's crazy. I, um, I, I feel like things aren't as bad as they're making it seem. Like, I don't know if they're going to do the full three months. Because, like, mm-hmm. right after they said that, other cities started opening back up immediately. So. Man, did you see that picture about Ohio? Is that the one with the... No, nah, it was like bars in Ohio opened back up. Bars? Bro, it was shit was packed, bro. I was like, oh, y'all wild and wild. People don't care for sure. Yeah. There's a video going viral about this uh this beach. I, I don't know where it was at, but it like they were partying with like jeeps and stuff like that, and they were just like, I don't care about social di- distancing. I want to party. And then they interviewed the police, and they're just like, Yeah, we can't really enforce it. There's just way too many people here. Like, there's no way we can enforce it. And I was like, What? <laughs> that makes no sense. And not not only that though, like you seen the video it came out on say a couple of days ago of like the cops arresting like some black people in the neighborhood because they weren't social distancing and all that. And I was like, well, maybe the video, oh, but the cops, had, some of the cops had on face masks, not all of them, some of the cops had amazing. I was like, oh, nope, this is, this is current. But Damn. Then, like, like two weeks ago, you saw the cops handed out water and face masks in New York to all the people that were sitting at that park. Did you see that? Just walking around, handing out water and handing out face masks. Nobody was getting arrested. Nobody was getting pressured. And it's just like, wow, bro. You said that the, they were arresting black people at a party for not social distancing? No, nah, it wasn't a party. They were just out. They were, like, at a park. Like, this dude was at a fountain. One dude was at a fountain. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what was going on. But, yeah, man, they were, I just was like, damn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, that's fucked up. I mean, it's so, it sucks because it's like, I ain't even surprised at this stuff anymore. And, and that's the scariest part. Like, I saw this video of some dude today getting tased i watched a couple seconds and i just i just kept scrolling i'm it's just like it's it sucks that it's gotten to that level where i'm just yeah, like kind of numb to it 
Mm-hmm. It's an everyday thing. You see this stuff, bro. It'd be crazy as hell, boy. You know what's wild? Out of nowhere, like completely nowhere, Sean King reached out to me. Sean King, the activist. Really? Yeah. He just was like, I'm, I'm going to read you. He hit me up on Instagram. Sean King. Uh, he hit me up and he was like, uh, uh, S H or S E? Uh, Sean King is S H. No, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me be sure. It's crazy. I see it all the time, but I can't tell you right out the gate what it was. Uh, Sean Kingston? No, no. Sean King, the, the act, activist. Like he always rallying for, like he was one of the big names that was rallying for the arrest of the two white men that, that, uh, gunned down Ahmad. Oh, it's S-H-A-U-N. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen him before. Yeah. So he just reached out. He was like, hey, my friend, glad to connect. Hope you're well. Well, rooting for you. Tough times. Let's keep pushing for good, Sean. I was just like, at first I thought it was like spam. Like, you know, so they got, they got um, programs that just send out messages like on Facebook and Instagram to like yeah. all your followers and stuff like that. But then I went to his page. And I was like, oh, shit. He actually follows. He follows me, Tony, Kev, all of us. Oh, so wow. I was like, well, thank you, bro. You've been an amazing beacon of life for our community. I appreciate you, champion, and your bravery and voice for all of us. And so, uh, yeah, man, you just liked it. And I was like, cool, Sean King. He thought he's watching. Yeah, That's I, I had no idea. I had no he idea. Got, uh, he got 1.9 on the gram. That's, that's pretty good for an activist. Yeah. <laughs> he's a famous, famous-ass activist. Oh, it was the most random thing because it was like, it was no context or anything. That's what the, I thought. That's why I thought it was like super random. But like, it was just it was just him reaching out. And I was just like, oh, okay, hey man, well, thank you, bro. Tell it dope. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, looks like I gotta talk to a couple of the people in the chat <laughs> offline. <laughs> they have some. They have some uh, opinions about. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, hey, if, if Sean King, if you're watching, shout out to you. I don't know who you are, but hey, thanks for the thanks for the shout out. Uh, <laughs> that's that's dope. Um, <laughs> real quick, comments what they saying? <laughs> yeah, what? I was I was looking in the comments for what they were saying. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of opinions. <laughs> a lot of uh, opinions. Shout out to our patrons, patrons. Uh, wow, I went for that twice and failed both times. Shout out to our patrons. Uh, we do this live. Um, for them a little bit earlier if you're watching this on Thursday uh, and they're in the and they're in the chat you guys can't see them but uh, shout out shout out to our patrons and our patrons only um, real quick we have I mean I feel like this quarantine is wild but the shit on our timeline like we didn't found aliens during this quarantine mm-hmm. murder hornets but new new diseases all this wild stuff and today's main story is 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 really no different uh because look at this this is the this is the um the name of the article nasa scientists detect evidence of parallel universe where time runs backwards that's the new york post saying this and when i read that i was it was the same reaction i got when they said hey by the way ufos are real and it was just on a random tuesday that kind of stuff is what's happening. But before we get into that, I do want to go into a real quick story um, that just popped up on the timeline. And I was just like, hmm, 
this guy's pretty amazing. LeBron James, mm-hmm. he just told people that he trained for an NFL career in 2011, and Dallas Cowboys actually offered this big nigga a contract. Imagine being so good at sports that you dominate in basketball and then you get the offer to go and play football on a professional level. I think he would have been good, too. I mean, Mike, Mike did it. Mike wasn't good at, at baseball. Well, he wasn't great at baseball. I'll well, that say. ruined his legacy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not the number 23 because when he came back, he was a different number. So from, Mike, from the, the legacy of him wearing a 23, still, still spotless. Okay? So mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're not even gonna mention the baseball part. Let's just let's just act like I didn't say that part right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's why I'm glad that LeBron didn't do it because he could have like sort of like slipped up his his NBA rep. Um, but that's just dope to know. Like, yeah, I could have done both. I hear that. Um, Allen was it? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was like a quarterback who could have gone to the league too. There's like a couple of like dominating. Uh, athletes that like low-key considered football because they played both in high school but as a nigga that's not athletic i saw that and i was like fam some people <laughs> got it would you would you have wanted to see lebron in the nfl i wouldn't have watched it you would have or wouldn't wouldn't have i might have like just caught like i'm i'm a, i'm a more of a, a a highlights clip type of guy i don't really be watching like the whole thing like that because i just like yeah, I'm like until like until it gets to like the the Super Bowl, uh, I don't really be paying too much attention, like to it. Same. I definitely watch for that though. Yeah, but it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, Michael Michael Jordan because uh, it's going viral right now. I guess after the documentary, yeah. mm-hmm. all this time everybody thought that that like that legendary game where he was sick, he had the flu, mm-hmm. and it was bad pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right they even okay. named the shoes at them they called the shoes the flu game right <laughs> and now they're saying that they need to change the name to like the bad pizza 12s or whatever it is <laughs> that's i don't know that's kind of not as cool <laughs> ain't no kind of it's too late they gotta just leave it at that bro it's, it's too late to try to go back and switch that keep it at flu yeah, absolutely let's just keep it at that well i mean t- to be honest he was known for being a gambler, right? Yeah. Like he would like he would literally like go to Vegas and go straight to like the games from there, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. The more I look at it, it seems like a hangover. I don't know. I listen, man. I can't say either way, man. I actually I've only seen certain clips of the, the uh, last dance. I didn't even start watching it yet. Mm-hmm. Um every time I think about it, I'm sleepy. I'm like, I don't want to start it right now. So, like, I haven't I, – I caught the first two episodes of Insecure. I haven't gone back to that. I haven't watched any of Last Dance. I'm behind on a lot of stuff, bro. I, I just – I haven't had the time, which is crazy to think, like, because we're in quarantine, but I really mm-hmm. have not had the time. It's weird. It's weird to think that we're busier when the world shut down. Yeah. <laughs> really? A- like, for real? Like, especially when it comes to filming? Dude, we film – we film through the week, and then I film – Every night, and then on Fridays, I have to film the music show. And bro, like literally, you never know what the, the uh, all deaf might need from you over the weekend. Like I had to do the HBCU thing on Sunday. Right. It's like it's always something, bro. So that's yeah, why I got that. Off. That's why I got that posture corrector because there was a day this week that between 
meetings, sh uh, shooting shows, shooting live shows, and shooting my own stuff. I was on Zoom from like 11 a.m. to around 10 p.m. Like I did like a full, full day. And I was like, I ran to Jack in the Box and ate it in the lobby before we went live. Like it was like real, it was really insane. But it's fun though. It's I ain't gonna hold you. I, I, I went and got one. Did you get it? Where is it? Let me see this. Hold on, let me go grab it. Hey, whoever makes that, I know a lot of them are happening on, on Amazon, but hit me up because I'm out here selling them for you. <laughs> the process corrector. I actually, shit, I'll get mine too. Mine's in arm's reach. Wop. Yeah, if y'all if y'all are content creators or just, you know, be doing meetings online, I'm not getting paid for this, but just because we like helping, uh, get you a little posture corrector, you know? Get you to <laughs> and it feels like feels like you're taking your bra off at the end of the day. It's what I assume that feels like. Protect your back. That's uh, hilarious. I'm a, I'm gonna come out with a posture corrector called Protect Your Spine. I uh, I let I let Farron use it yesterday, and she's looking for it right now because I had I had to order her one, but I got the extra straps because you know what it comes with the extender. So you can put the extender on it. So you see that, but I'm waiting for her to find it. But is that because it the original one can't wrap all the way around your body? You had to came, get like extra strips. It came with it. So shut oh. up. I thought they like sent you like the. Why not you shut up? The love handle edition. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the brand is. I think if you just go to Amazon, there's like they're all different. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, man, protect your protect your alignment more than anything. We'll put the link in uh in um what is it the the Patreon or the Discord? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit this company up. Forget this. Yeah. <laughs> we need a collab, bro. I just I just reached out to Tish and told her like, yo, I need a new one sheet because I'm reaching out to uh tell them more dude this week, bro. I'm like, yo, it's my followers across this platform. I you know built a YouTube page up. I'm telling them everything, all the brands we work with right now on DIYs and um. Working is hard. I'm a uh, it is right here. Hey, oh, you got the the one with the American flag. Uh, yeah, I guess it just came like that. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I just, Does it say Trump? No, it says Truio. Oh, I was like, damn, that's a weird thing to put your political what, agenda on. What? What if? What if we found out right now? I was a hardcore Trump. Like I pulled the table back, and you saw a Confederate flag, <laughs> tons of mega mega hats. And I would have I would just have questions. I don't think that would uh change much. I would just be like, hmm. <laughs> Why didn't I see this coming? <laughs> Why have I seen little to no evidence of this? Uh, but I mean, I that's that's low key a bar though because alcohol companies are skyrocketing through this. Oh. So, I'm pretty sure a, a little sponsorship you like, man, I'm on Zoom all day drinking. All day. Don't, don't shit. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe. I, man, I like when I tell you I got bottles, bro. Like, hold on, bro. It's not even like it's not even the same, bro. Like, like, I'm not even like kidding, bro. Like, I'm <laughs> this is a custom one right here. It's got my name on it. What? You know what I'm saying? Got the custom joint. I got that like two years ago. Uh, oh, send them this clip right now. <laughs> it is. Bro, I, I keep them on deck, bro. Like, Woo. 
That's Paul right there. And, and you can knock a bottle out by yourself? Um, well, I'm not going to promote alcoholism, but I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it has been done. You know what I'm saying? Over Woo. Woo. I keep one in the car, too, because you never know what party might kick off at. And by party, I mean me drinking. <laughs> you, um, you got a glass near you? I do. Man, let's take some shots, bro. Damn internet, you scary. Let's do it. I got a little bit. I got a little bit on me. Patrons, you guys join in on this. I get it. To, to, to keeping your head up above the water during this quarantine. I got a little. This ain't good. This is Hornitos. But y'all, y'all go ahead and y'all go ahead and, and, and do this with us if you you at home. Let's let's take a shot to us, to the patrons, to the podcast, to the surviving through this quarantine. Yep, yep, okay, I see you guys in the comments. You guys getting ready with us? For sure, rack them up, rack them up. I got the little skeleton glass. Oh, that's clean, bro. <laughs> oh, wait, we were supposed to take shots, huh? I just pour the whole glass, hold on. I'll make no, it. no, do, do what you gotta do. I get a shot. I got some shot glasses in the bar. I'd be, uh, I'd be, man, this, I'm probably going to have to end up twitching after this because Twitch is my favorite thing to do when I'm buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bing. Oh. All right. Patrons, raise your glass to the screen. We out here. Hey, man. So much success of coming out of this thing better than we went into it. Let's go. Some hair on your chest. Yeah, man. Ah. I love it. Today just got more interesting out of nowhere, just like that. That, that <laughs> I don't know why it just put me in a better mood. I was already in a good mood, but I was kind of tired. Because we were supposed to shoot this like 30 minutes ago for people that don't. We were supposed to start like 30 minutes ago at 4. And Pat was like, yo, can we push it to 4.30? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Man, it took me a quick little power nap, little 20-minute power nap. It was just what I needed, cuz. There you go. There you go. Silver lining. Yeah, man. Um, real quick, I would like to shout out. Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait a second before you do that, because I want to put my sweater on. I don't want to be out here looking crazy when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like you have a little six-shooter attached to that right. shit. I got I to get it right. Hold on. Ugh. I think I might have put it on inside out. Ugh. And then you you got to get used to this thing because it is not like the like the most comfortable when you first put it on. It does what it's supposed to do. Well, that's the thing. It, it shows this thing showed me that slouching is comfortable, but it's horrible. Yeah. So it's like I'm just over here, like a, like sitting like a soldier. It's not the most comfortable, but it's better than the alternative. I was playing this game called Final Fantasy, and there was this little kid who had a backpack on and this fly ass handkerchief attached to it. And I was like, nigga, that's dumb. That's stupid. Ridiculous. And I just left the camera and I came back like this. I just copied that nigga shit. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, I gotta go get ahead. it. Get, right it and get, 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 it, get it going right after that. Boom. All right, now I'm straight. Cool. So uh, real quick, you know, while we're in the, the selling mood, uh, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Mint Mobile. All right. Yeah. This is this is a, a new 
um, wireless provider that's on the scene. Uh, if you're still using one of these big wireless providers this year, you, you should just, you know, stop and ask yourself, like, what are you really paying for? You know, it's between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, all those hidden fees. You know how when you look at your phone bill, you like, I literally just had to call my, um, my, my, uh, my previous provider um, for one of the bills this, this year. And I asked them, I was like, is there another account on this? What, is, what are these other things? Like, am I, am I in a family plan? Like, what are all these things? And those things can hit you like over the head when those bills come. So, uh, you know, it, it seems like a lot of times it seems like you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. You won't just be like, all right, we'll take my phone away. Uh, but here comes Mint Mobile on the scene. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage that you're used to, but literally a fraction of the cost because everything is online. So yes. all these big packages, all these like mainstream packages that you're paying an arm and a leg for, Mint Mobile gives you the same network coverage, but you're just paying less. I'm talking so, about you can get your bill down to like just 15 bucks every month. It gets no better than it. Because I, I mean, like I'm almost ashamed to show y'all what my bill is. Like, I'm 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 ashamed too, bro. Let me hold on. Let me. I'm gonna show you just a just a quick little little smidget of it. And this this is just for like I'm nervous for two reasons. Because either it's above, it's more than mine, and I'm like, damn, to hear, or it's less, and I'm like, well, I'm being robbed. <laughs> bro, this is for three lines, okay? So let me show you what it is. I don't know if y'all can see that, but wait for it. Three ninety six fifty two. Ooh. That's three lines. Three lines. Now everybody got unlimited everything, all of that. But three ninety six fifty two. Now, granted, like we're paying for the kids just got a phone. I think my phone's paid off. The parents paying for our phone. Mm -hmm. So we're paying for maybe two, maybe three phones. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, three ninety six. So when Mint hit us up, they was like, "Yo, we need uh, first hand experience." I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't care. Let me try. It. Let me try. Because it. if it's Please. fire." I'm, I'm, I'm going to be with it. So I was like, I, I, I tried it. First of all, service is good. I, I didn't have any drop calls, and I didn't have any lagging or anything like that. I also got uh, some um, internet data. And I was like, yo, I was actually really impressed. Because a lot of times you get these companies that pop up, you hadn't heard much about them, and you know you don't know they what don't you're doing. But I can right. say Mint is the real deal. First off, they sent me a nice little box of some swag. I look. Hey. I tell you, I use this mug every day. <laughs> this is my coffee and tea mug every day, bro. Like, it don't even got nothing to do with service. They just good at making cups too. I love that. <laughs> everything else was extra, but I was like, I love mugs. You know me, I love hot beverages. So everything came together, man. They send you everything. You get the SIM card right here. You plug it into your phone. They give you a step-by-step -step process of how to do it. It's super easy. All you got to do is just follow instructions and, and, the, and the packaging and everything. It's super easy to do, activate. Um, I'm a fan of Mint Mobile, man. Like, I don't know if you could tell, but, like, I'm a real I'm a real fan. <laughs> Chill the fox out, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is, this is one of the few um, endorsements that we get that I also tell people off the show also because it's like it takes something like <laughs> – you got all the swag. <laughs> it takes something like this to really realize, like, what was I paying for? Because as somebody who used to be sitting at one forty a month by myself, nothing, just one forty dollars, one hundred and forty dollars a month. 
after switching to this, it's literally like, okay, I'm, I'm getting the same thing without a ridiculous bill. You have more? What? Is that a sock? The socks, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so to here, here's a fan fan. Uh, but real quick, with Mint Mobile, uh, you'll stop paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. You choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigs. Uh, you can use your own phone with Mint Mobile, uh, their plan, keep your same number, all the existing contacts. You don't have to make a complete switch. Uh, and you can ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan uh, shipped to your door for free. Absolutely. Go to mintmobile.com and then slash DIYS. One more time, that's mintmobile.com slash DIYS and cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm done paying the big bucks. Yeah, man, me too. Bills are bills are enough. Is that another one? Is that a water bottle cooler? It's not. It's just the koozie. <laughs> but they sent me so much swag. I used all of it, dog. <laughs> Shout out to Mint for having the <laughs> unnecessary part of the swag. They're like, yeah, we're a phone company, but here's some socks. <laughs> <laughs> we make fire socks too. I got a pen, I got gum. I'm out here with men. I take them everywhere I go. It's my it's my American Express. <laughs> my Mazacord. I don't leave home without it. Oof. Yeah, people are dropping their uh what they pay in the comments and it's 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 all ridiculous. You guys are right. What you're paying is ridiculous. So we'll go ahead and make that switch. Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you do so, please. Um all right. I I tell you, beauty talking about I'm a damn groupie. You damn right. I am a groupie and a fan of somebody that's gonna save me uh damn near three hundred and sixty dollars a month. Yes, I'm a that's, fan. That's what you should be a groupie for. Absolutely. You're not gonna you're not gonna shame me into saving money. I absolutely will do it. Groupie for sales, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm with that. Um I gotta I gotta talk about this uh this story. Um I'm everybody's sending it to me. Uh, I was like, okay, this is, this is damn internet, you scary gold. All right, so this ain't just some hack in the middle of the desert or Antarctica with a little, with a little thing. This is NASA, okay? Mm -hmm. NASA scientists detect evidence of a parallel universe that's going backwards compared to ours. So, you know, uh, this is New York Post. They said in a scenario straight out of the twilight zone, a group of NASA scientists were working on an experiment in Antarctica and they detected evidence of a parallel universe. Now, if you've watched the show, you know that Antarctica is crawling with all types of wild stuff. We don't know what most of the stuff is going on in there. For some reason, the Nazis went there and they had something that was super top secret going on over there. And it's the only place in the entire globe that all nations have decided that it doesn't belong to anybody. Now, if you know anything about politics and human beings, owning stuff, big part of that. So what the heck is in Antarctica that makes it so that the most greedy people of, of the planet, the rulers, they say that this is off limits. Nobody can own this. So we have a bunch of NASA scientists uh, I, I read an article that said that they basically send these balloons filled with antennas uh, across and they, they sort of try to pick up these signals. They did it two times. Nothing really happened besides these weird noises. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third time they said, well, maybe there's something behind these random noises that we're writing off. Let's investigate them. So that, that third one, they found a signal um, that was not coming from outer space, which they were looking for. They were looking for 
signals from space. It was actually coming out of the ground. Um, it was coming upwards. And uh, so, yeah, you know, according to New York Times, uh, excuse me, New York Post says the experts used a giant balloon to carry NASA's Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, or ANITA, high above the Antarctic, uh, Antarctica, where the frigid dry air provided a perfect environment with little to no radio noise uh, to distort its finding. A constant wind of high energy particles constantly arrives on Earth from outer space. So that's what they were looking for. Uh, low energy subatomic neutrinos, which this, at this point I don't even know what that is, uh, uh, with a mass close to zero can pass completely through Earth, but higher energy objects are stopped by the solid matter of our planet. So basically, they found this signal uh, that was coming up from the ground, and people don't even really have an, a hypothesis about it. But the, the weird thing is that the, the, um, the main thing that they think that's going on is that this signal represents a parallel universe that's completely our, it's like a, the upside down world. It's, it's like us, but everything is flipped. Mm -hmm. um, the easiest way I've seen this um, described was, Benjamin uh, Button? you said what? Benjamin Button? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it says, when they examined the sig signal, uh, it seemed to be the signature of a high energy particle. Uh, it's not what they were looking for, but it was coming from, uh, bearing from below as opposed to this, the, the sky. And all suggestions were rooted out in known physics um, because they didn't know how to account for this signal. Uh, what's left is shocking in the implications because it says that uh, explaining this signal requires the existence of a topsy-turvy universe created in the same Big Bang as our world, and it exists in parallel with it. So the Big Bang made us and something else, and this signal is like the one thing that is connecting us to him that we've found so far. Okay, and so wait, 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 wait. Where, where is this coming from? Is this on Earth or this is another planet? This is Antarctica. Uh, and at, wait, so, wait. So all that weird stuff that was already going on with Antarctica, right? Right. They were basically sending out these balloons looking for signals because it's so dry and vast there that yeah. it can pick up these sign signals with no radio interference. There's nothing there, right? So they were looking for a signal from space. And the only thing they got were these random noises, right? So they were just, they wrote them off. The third time they did it, they were like, maybe there's something in these, in these noises. So Ooh. they specifically analyzed those. And this was like, these were like years apart too. So they found a high energy particle uh, and that they basically, NASA said, explaining the signal requires the existence of a topsy-turvy universe created the same t time that we were in the Big Bang. And it existed this whole time in parallel, but in this mirror world, positive is negative, left is right, and time runs backwards. And it is literally the most, it says, this, NASA even said, this is the most mind-melting idea to have ever emerged from the Antarctic ice. Well, I and think it's clear to everybody what's going on. There's obviously a portal to our mural opposite world in Antarctica. That sentence whooped your ass. Man, I was walking through them words like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that that tweet that Twitter clip of them that nigga getting jumped like bite back nigga bite back. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's what oh, we wait, just. I saw. gotta try it again. I gotta try it again. Okay, okay, okay. okay. 
Go one more time. Obviously, <laughs> that's obviously a, a portal, a dimension door to our opposite world in Antarctica. That's scary, though. Can you imagine that there are two niggas that look just like us underneath us doing a podcast right now, mm-hmm. except time is it's 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 gonna be morning for them in a few hours right <laughs> instead you know of thing, like i right, so if if that's the case do they read right to left instead of left to right and do they finish their sentences with what we would start our sentences with is everything opposite or is it just like you know what i'm saying like like that's the stuff that's when i i started freaking myself out but like well how far does this rabbit hole go like do songs start with the ending? Like they they start with their hardest bars and then it gets lighter as the song progresses. <laughs> That's funny. I I don't know. I think it's because this was such a sci-fi idea until today that nobody actually like really considered it. It was always just like, all right, for this movie, there's a parallel universe, blah, 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 Rick and Morty, blah, blah, blah. But it's like to hear NASA say it is not only mind blowing, but it's also like, what the hell is happening with this quarantine? Is the world about to end? And they're just giving us all the secrets that they were, cause like the UFO thing was just like, that happened. And now everybody's back to normal. Like, but you know, here's the thing about the UFO thing. That video had like surfaced a while ago. NASA mm-hmm. just didn't confirm it. Like, right. Or the government didn't confirm it. But I have saw that video before. That's number one. Number two, I feel like, you know, they like, <laughs> With everything going on, let's just see how people react to this shit that we've really found years ago. You know what I mean? No like, better time. Everybody's freaked out. out. Well, everybody's freaked out about a million things. And if we didn't have that to worry about, we would zoom in on this or zoom in on the aliens and stuff like that. So I don't know. After the murder hoardings, I was just like, all right. <laughs> bro, Whatever. It ain't safe like nowhere, bro. Like, like what can we do? What, what can we do? I, don't I didn't feel like we really can't do that. We got to just stay in the house. Now, now I wish I had stayed in Missouri and just bought a big ass house. My homeboy, my boy Charles Bell, man, I went to high school with this dude, real good dude, man. He got a real good job out of college, and um, he just bought a crib. I forget where, but it's like out in the county, and but it looks like the country. Big ass crib. I ain't never seen somebody crib like on my level, my friends' high school, with mm-hmm. a fountain in their foyer. He has a fountain. And he owns it? He owns it. Okay. He's all he's also like a sneakerhead. So he like he collects sneakers, like he, he buys in bulks and he does not he's not a reseller. He's just mm-hmm. collecting it to build a collection and then he might open up a store or something like that. But he mm-hmm. buys every pair of ones, every pair every pair of exclusive streets, he just buys them. Like Charles is doing really, really What does really he do? He's uh he's in pharma uh pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals company. Yeah, he does Pharma what? Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you were nervous for that one. He's he's in medicine. Yeah, <laughs> he sells the medicine. I knew uh, it was different because he always supports me when I do shows back at the crib. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years ago, he pulled up to a show in the Maserati. I was like, "This you?" He was like, "It's one of them. One of them, nigga." Shout out to Charles. Love to see, Love to see it. He out here. Uh, uh, banking off of that COVID, <laughs> he got the the COVID white Maybach. Man, it's clean. It's all black with the red inside. He got the red guts on it. Yeah, just posted a picture 
uh, that's my dog too, bro. Like he he's he a solid. Be like some people like you get out of high school, you lose contact. Yeah, uh, but he he's always been a solid solid bro, man, and always that's fire. Uh, that's super fire. Yeah, this this is him right here, in the, in the Mozzie. Oh, he looked newly rich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the back seat. Okay, put the little babies in the Maybach. And he be little making babies videos. in the bucket seat. He be making videos of uh his his daughters helping him unbox the shoes that he gets like like my boy my boy got he got the shoes on deck bro like okay. the Jays yeah Jays the ones fear gods uh Yeezys he he collects them all bro I never had the ankles for Jordans and I I I, I just bashed the brand because I don't look good in them and I'm just like yeah Jordans. People who buy Jordans, but it's really just because I'm hating because I, I don't got the I don't got the legs or the ankles. What for do you mean you don't have the ankles for it? Like even in high tops? I don't I don't know I don't know. It's like when I put them on and I wear jeans or shorts, it just looks like it just looks dumb. It looks real dumb. I don't have. The what's crazy is that I'm so used to you wearing joggers or sweats. Like we've talked about this. Anytime you wear jeans, we be like, Where are you going? What the fuck is happening? What's what happened? Somebody steal <laughs> all your joggers? What's, Where you going? at events, and Pat like it was an after five event or something that Pat had to dress up for, and Pat wore jeans, and I was just I was just taken so aback. Like I didn't, I felt like something was wrong. I had to pull him to the side and ask him, "Is everything all right at home?" No, that's my tuxedo. That's my tuxedo. If I put on jeans, it's an upscale event. And if it's an actual upscale event, I'm not going because <laughs> I don't have anything. I'll That's borrow from my true, brother. Because you got the pictures in the um, what was it at? You got the pictures in the one the the suit jacket. I was host. I had to host that event though. Oh, I, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> flake. I, I couldn't even. I couldn't flake. That was a. That was a. Uh, that was work. That was my work outfit. Pat, you um, photogenic, bro. You said what? You hella photogenic. I was looking at this picture, I was like, hey, this nigga Pat look artsy as hell. Hey, okay. Shout out to uh, shout out to Nami Wear. You know what uh, I'm saying? Like sometimes you see somebody, you're like, oh, they look photogenic, and then uh, they, I mean, they look artsy, and they not really artsy, just a nigga that like to smoke weed. But you really <laughs> fit the stereotype. You like are true to every stereotype about you. Love weed, hella artsy, do your own thing, kind of keep to yourself, but people are drawn to you. Well, despite what everybody thinks, I actually don't really mess with incense like that. <laughs> that's the that's the one thing niggas be having wrong about me every time. Like black soaps, incense. I don't be making my own candles and shit. <laughs> I love candles, bro. The smells are are like my thing, bro. I went to I went to Target today, man, and this this is my favorite candle right here: the Chesapeake Bay Snuggly Sweater. I buy them out every time. Every time they restock, I restock. I had this. I'm obsessed with candles too. It's so funny. I had this. I had this really bad joke that I did on stage, and it was about how I am jealous of homosexuals in some certain aspects because I feel like I live the life of a gay man that's not into penis. Because they have all the dope shit, man. The ca- I love candles. Mm-hmm. I love apricot scrubs. I be having soaps in my in my showers that are like hella frilly and girly. I don't be having like the axe and body and old spice. It's like they have all the dope stuff, and it's like their lifestyle is cool. Just just no penis, please. Like just give me all the, the all the fun, all the products. Just no niggas. 
<laughs> super dumb but it's like when it comes to like candles nigga face wash lotions like i'm all in i was up in bed y'all talk so much shit about me and my upkeep and then to hear you say this you motherfucker because y'all know me I, I i i'm 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 a member at hammer and nail so i go get manicures pedicures monthly sometimes twice a month when i have the time I got a coffee scrub for my face and for my beard. Those are great. I Those put, are great. So great because caffeine opens up the pores. It's good for it, so it absorbs the moisture and it also moves the the because the, the the coffee is coarse. It removes the dead skin on your face, and you can also use it on the bottom of your feet. I got the pumice scrub and in the shower, I get the bottom of my feet. You know, what I'm saying like I take care of myself, bro. You only get one body. This and that is shit is fire. They can laugh all they want, but you only get one body. You could buy it for a new one, but I'm like, nigga, I'm, I'm pretty attached. I've had this one for a while, so I would like to keep all the pieces. I would never admit this in Squadcast, ever. But <laughs> the amount of nights, like, if I was hanging out with, like, a chick or something, the amount of nights that we would have, like, face masks, you couldn't wait, tell wait, me nothing. Wait a second. You wear the chick got face masks? Clay, uh, uh. <laughs> The paper ones, the 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 bubble ones. Oh, come on! Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I did a I did a foot mask. The foot mask it comes it comes uh, a pair. Like a and, 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 no, it's like it's like a, it's just like the face mask, right? Except you you slide your foot in, and then you um it has like a little piece of sticky part. And you like strap it over. It's literally like a sock, and inside the sock it has like all the the nutrients and the scrub and that sounds fire bro you keep it on for 20 minutes take it off you talking about the smoothest feet on your side of the street bro i i, I couldn't yeah. wait to put my flip-flops on to go shine on these hoes at ralph's and i was like <laughs> you see it nigga i'm out here cuticles pressed back toenails clipped you'll see what i'm out here doing bro don't play with me bro people assume because i have dreads and i be in sweats that i'm i don't be like i'll be just Taking, not taking care. If people knew that I was a germaphobe, neat oh. freak, and I'd just be like, I'd be doing shit like this, it, it, it would go up against everything. Bro, here's the thing. Like, I've <laughs> been like that. Like, these are always in my bag when I travel. Wet ones and also sanitary uh, wipes for when I use the restroom. I always got hand sanitizer. I ain't new to this just because of COVID, bro. I've always been like, <laughs> like, if you you ask anybody to know me or date me, I'm like, what lesson you got tested? Like I've I've always been like this. This ain't no new shit for me, bro. Like everybody else is new to this shit. They're trying to take it. And I'm always like, let me see. Like I'm like, let me see the results. That's how I always was. And that's, that's the best thing about COVID because I think we talked about this last year. How um, not last year, last week. How um, the people in New York cleaned the subways for the first time in like a hundred years. Some ridiculous stat. So it's like, okay, yes, COVID sucks, but if it makes people uh obsessed with washing their hands you know purifying like it don't got to be od all the time but it's right. like just like germs are a thing it took a national pandemic for people to stop being disgusting like <laughs> so i'm i'm down with that i never never really minded that part but you know, you know what's crazy I'm, I'm i'm reading some of the comments and people are like we should do a big ass sleepover that would be hella dope like we would, and I'm gonna let y'all know if we did that, we would have to charge because we would have to pay for the house. Obviously, we would rent something. We're not bringing everybody to our house. We can't like support that. But we would rent like a big ass mansion. 
and like sale tickets for like a hundred dollars and that would include like your drinks your dinner and your breakfast have a big ass sleepover everybody got like face mask on all of that type of shit drinks we got it that would be fire and that to see a bunch of dudes doing that i feel like it would be so liberating for us because i feel like niggas, we, we would be, want to do that that would be like the 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 manifestation of the spirit and energy of drake because like <laughs> you know drake gets facials right but like you like oh he get that because he rich but like bro it don't cost that much you go to target you can get the face mask the individual face mask in the little, little packaging for like 3.99 bro like i know so you can't front you can't flex on me I, I, I do this shit bro like we have everything you need we got footies we got pajamas all that shit just make it like a whole pajama party DJ drinks and then we drink it's uh sangria. Yo, we got two movie rooms, so we got two movies going on. Everybody can watch it. Ain't even like on no freak shit, like just chilling and just being around good people, good energy. That's the thing the flyer makes it sound like a sex party or an orgy, but yeah. if after the third one, it's like, oh, that actually never breaks out, it's just one of those things. I feel like yeah. it blew up. We'll, we'll make sure we book get a house close to. A hotel. So if you want to be on that shit, you can go and do that. Oh yeah, yeah. go ahead. Just don't stay in the couch. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> like this is like a very expensive Airbnb. That's fucking hilarious. And then you'd get all the tough manly men that are just like, I ain't doing blah 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 blah. And then the next month they just like, well, let me check this out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it always is. That's how it freaking always is. That would be hella dope. Man. We don't. I right, listen. When this is over, we gonna yeah. look into that. We gonna make that's, something happen for y'all. That's gonna be our version of trap karaoke. Hell yeah! <laughs> that would be that, hella clutch. They bro. eating off of that, man. Speak real quick. Speaking of uh, cleanliness and keeping keeping your stuff together, uh, I wanted to shout out Keeps. Um, you know, Keeps is uh, is something that we've been working with for uh, a minute. Uh, this is uh, the the newest way to keep your hair <laughs> i as someone whose hair is a big part of everything i'm doing keeps came right on time yeah man uh uh you know for the for the most part um two out of three guys will experience experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. Uh, the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left so this is getting ahead of the problem yeah um you can get treated from home um, you used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription, but now because of Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your house. So they make it easy and they deliver your medication every three months. So just say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines, awkward doctor visits. It's, it's, it's private. You can, you can get your, your problem done without having to visit the doctors. Uh, and they keep offers, uh, um, excuse me, Keeps offers uh, generic versions. So out of, um, of the two FDA approved hair loss products out there, um, you, you, you probably have tried them before, uh, but never for this price. It's very, very affordable. Uh, and here's the thing though, like Keeps can take up to four to six months mm -hmm. to start working for you to actually start seeing the results. So prevention is key, right? And then time is of the essence, like with most things, right? So you want to get on this sooner than later. So I would encourage you guys to find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly a thousand men, I'm sorry, nearly a hundred thousand men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. And you can get like plans starting at just $10 a month. And for a limited time, you can get your first month for free. So um, what you really need to do is check out Keeps. 
All right, head on over to keeps.com slash D-I-Y-S. Again, that's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash D-I-Y-S. Um, and get 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 in on this. Like realistically, jump in on this, check this out. Um, because Pat, you you had got something, right? You tried it? Yep. I tried a little bit. I had to get ahead of it. Okay. Well, man, listen, listen, because y'all watching and because y'all rocking with us, we're gonna provide your first month for free. That's right. Your first month is absolutely free. All you got to do, do is go to keeps.com forward slash D-I-Y-S. Again, that's K-E-E-P-S dot com forward slash D-I-Y-S. And you get your first month for free. And that's on your homes. All right. Just because we, we rock with y'all. If you, if you are a male in his 30s, there is literally no reason to not try this. It's free. Check it out. If you don't, if you don't like it. You don't like it, but it's 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 great. Get ahead of get ahead of the problem before it happens. Both show. That's always the thing. Just like getting tested. Get tested. Get ahead of the problem. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, real quick, um, I did. I I wanted to go into this young man um, who just recently got out of prison. Uh, this 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 internet phenomenon that we know as 6ix9ine. Have you been following the post-jail antics? No, I have not. I have not. And it, I mean, like, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan before. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, check him out now because he's out of jail to see what he's talking about, who he's talking about. I really don't care. Like, there's a pandemic going on. Like, he made his decisions. He's cool with it. And it seems like his fans are cool with it, too, because they still support him. I mm-hmm. did realize, I heard on the, on the music show we do, I saw, I saw that he had the most uh, views on a live ever on YouTube and on uh, Instagram. Email. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, man, if you're able to still rock how you rock, more power to you. It don't take no money out of my pocket, and I'm not putting none in yours. So I'm, it don't bother <laughs> me no, either way. But- you don't, you don't even have the inclination, whether you like him or not, just to see what he's going to do next because he's an expert at that. He is an expert at attention. You know what? I, I, think, I think a lot of the attention around him is the hype that's around him. I think a lot of people, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of people are following him and watching him because they're waiting for him to fail. I'm going to be 100%. Yeah. A lot of people just want to see how bad this crash and burn is going to be. Because you can't tell me that all of those people are a fan of his lyrics. Like, I've heard songs, and I'm like, no, nah, it mm-hmm. can't be that. And, and one thing that life has taught me is that we love drama. People love drama. And we love when people are super up and super down. Yeah. But nothing is better than super down. Because, like, think about it. Like, I mean, aside from... Like, look at Chance's last album. He's talking about his wife on just about every track. Everybody's like, "Guy, right, nigga, we get it. You happy?" Right. He was talking about drugs and acid rap. Uh, yeah, acid rap. Now he was like, "Oh, we love this. We love this. Give us more of this." And Chance was like, "Hey, man, I'm finally happy now. I found the woman of my dreams. I got a baby." It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most irresponsible thing about us as consumers, though. Like, yeah. we want. The art, even if it means the artist has to suffer for it. Like, it's, I can't tell you how many times I heard, like, man, I hope so-and-so breaks their heart so they can give us a, a good album. Or I hope so-and-so cheats on this person so they can give us that fire content. And it's just like, 
that's a person. Bro, <laughs> they said that about Adele until it happened. And then Adele got, uh, she lost a lot of weight. And you can't tell me all of that was just like her working out, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, she was with dude for a minute. Some of that is depressed weight loss. And we yeah. longed for that. We was like, oh, this album's going to be fine. I, I remember reading tweets of people saying, like, as soon as she announced the breakup, and then they had posted that picture of her getting out of the car and she had this face on. It's like, that's what it looks like when you just saw 22 million. Like, she had to pay old boy 22 million. And people mm -hmm. was like, oh, this new album's going to be fire. And it's like, bro, she just went through one of the hardest breakups of her life, and that's all you focus on? It's different. But you know what, Pat? I'm going to be honest with you, it's different when you're on the other side of the veil. When you're on the other side of the curtain where we're the entertainers, we're not the consumers, or, but we're still consumers, but we're also entertainers. Right. We start to see it from their standpoint. But yeah. When we're just consumers, I was the same way. I was a, when Pac got shot the first time at the studio, I was like, and he survived, I was like, okay, he going to be straight. And so when he got shot the second time. You saw that on the news the first time? Yeah, I was I was a kid. I was, I remember when Pac died. I remember wow. when they announced it over the radio. It was on Magic 108. I remember it, and I cried, bro. Was it 96 or 98? 96. Okay. I remember that, and I, I remember crying. Because I, I was in the Midwest, but I rolled for the West Coast hard. But I was a Biggie fan. But Were you I, a Pac fan, too? Huh? Were you a Pac fan? I was too? a Pac fan. I was a huge Pac fan. Huge. Damn, that must have been on, so dope to watch. All Eyes on Me was the first rap album that I bought. No, I'm sorry. Snoop Dogg's album was the first rap album that I bought. I bought that on cassette. And then All Eyes on Me was the second rap album that I bought. It was I bought it on cassette. My mom threw it away. I bought All Eyes on Me probably three times. My mom threw it away every time. Every time she threw it away. And I'm talking about I bought it for real. I bought it from the store. I bought it from Camelot. I'm going to show my age. If you a real one, you know about Camelot. You know about Sam Goody. You know about um, uh, what's some of the other – I can't even think of any other stores. But I bought it because it, it, it had the fold out on the cassette tape, and I was reading all the songs and producers, all of that. Bro, I was in there, bro. Damn. And you were, you're the first person I've ever talked to who made me realize what – like I missed out on a huge thing of hip hop. Like yeah. everybody, everybody I, I grew up with, you know, Pac. We remember when he was we, when he was killed, and we knew of him. But like to be a fan of hip hop in that era, I was I was a little too young. But like I was obsessed with it because I had every beef video. You remember the beef yeah. DVDs? Yeah. And they they were talking about Biggie versus uh, Tupac, East versus West. It's always been presented to me historically, so I can't even imagine how dope that must have been to watch real time. Yeah, it was dope, but it was like, like I wasn't traveling at that time. Like I was, I was a kid, so I obviously wasn't traveling at that time, but like mm -hmm. these are two black men who are rappers, uh, a genre of music that they thought would die out like disco did. Yeah. Two black men individually pitted opposite coasts against each other like it had never be, been seen before it affected it, record sales too right huh it affected record sales oh, too yeah. right yeah if you weren't pocket biggie you weren't getting all the sales like that i mean nas and jay still were doing sales but like pocket and biggie were on the top of the charts mm -hmm. like even without like hit singles i mean Pac had hit him up and he had uh to live in la and they uh toss it up all of that type of stuff um california love uh, bro it was crazy, but then, like, it was, it was also scary. 
it was mm-hmm. also scary to like because you felt the tension even like through the videos and then at the source awards it was just bro it was it was weird it was a weird time but at the time i was a kid i was just a consumer so i was like oh i love this shit this is crazy i'm all in the gang life and all of that shit so i love that shit bro like i was all about that thug life shit i was all for it i remember snoop said that uh Everybody, everybody from New York stopped buying West Coast records. Like literally, like it was unanimous. Like how nobody's really standing together through this COVID shit. Like they stood to get like New York was not buying our shit. We were not buying their shit. I don't even think they performed yeah. over there. It was it was a huge thing, bro. And so like after like it got to a point where Death Row was like just synonymous with danger and. Mm-hmm beef and we'll you know fuck you up type shit right so when dre left death row Pac was mad at dre and dre left death row he created aftermath but he also produced the firm album so like the firm was nas az uh foxy brown and uh and dre and so like Pac was heated at dre he was heated at dre for leaving death row and for starting Aftermath, for working with the East Coast. But Dre, like, really helped rebuild their relationship between the East and the West. Aside from the deaths, Dre was one of the first people to, like, reach out, like, yo, bro, I'm not. Because, like, corrupt from the dog pound, him yeah. and Foxy Brown used to date. And then supposedly she cheated on him because corrupt is from the East Coast. Same as Pop, Pop from the East Coast. I knew he's from Baltimore, right? Yeah. And he, he but grew- corrupt? Corrupt is from the East Coast. And New York? Yep, and he used to date Foxy Brown, bro. Like you got, bro, because Corrupt is dope. Like you listen to the lyrics of Corrupt. Corrupt was dope when on that two disc album he dropped. He had it was like East Coast West Coast. Like he had an album for the West Coast. The girls all pause. Uh, no, actually, girls all pause. I loved him. him Daz Dillinger was my favorite rapper at one point. Yeah, but Corrupt, is Corrupt, bro, Corrupt, one of the dopest lyricists that does not get the praise that he deserves on the West Coast. Hey, New York low-key did start rap because, like... Oh, there ain't no low-key to it. They did. I mean, all of our West Coast soldiers are like, fam, a lot of y'all niggas is from New York. <laughs> I'm of them, bro. Jesus. Let me, get, right. let me get this, this fact straight, John, because I know people, like, there will be people in the comments like, that ain't true. He did this. He did this. Hmm. Um, so the album Corruption, that one, that one had an East Coast and West Coast side. That was like a double disc right there. It was an East Coast and West Coast side? Uh, it was like an East Coast album and a West Coast uh, album. Like Sweatsuit? Yeah, kind of like Sweatsuit. <laughs> and then The Streets is a Mother was the one with Girls All Piles. That shit was, that shit was, that shit, I love that song. Right Daz, Daz Dillinger was my, was the most random rapper to be my favorite at one point in time. Daz yeah. knew how to ride the beat for sure. Oh, yeah. Real He's, quick, uh, though. Long Beach, He's a um, Snoop's cousin. You're not going to like this. I feel like a lot of people who are traditional hip hop, uh, which I am also, I wholeheartedly believe that this Takashi shit that's happening right now is just as big in hip hop as what we were just talking about in the 90s. Let me explain. The, the whole East Coast versus West Coast thing put hip hop in, it, it, it shifted the direction of hip hop, okay? Now, while that may have been more substance and like more for real niggas and stuff like that, this Takashi shit is low-key just as big. Now you have to think, this is a little Mexican dude who was not about that life at all. He 
got an entire culture to believe he was about this life, which a lot of rappers do. You know, this is not the first rapper to, to, to fake his way into this life. Took over the entire game. Like, he wasn't just like a regular artist before or after jail. He was on top both times. Took over the entire game. Had a huge criminal lawsuit that involved racketeering, all this wild shit, and snitched on his whole gang. Now, in our culture, that's it for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, snitching is the, the bottom of the bottom, right? He was a rapper who talked about killing people, robbing people, wasn't about that life, told to the police, got out early because of this. Not only did he survive in jail, he came back to a culture that should have shunned him immediately and broke all records. Now, I'm not championing for him. Right, I'm right. just watching, right? So just to, to, to let you know, he came on and blew out the, the previous records. Tory Lanez versus all that stuff was very minuscule compared to his numbers, right? His video goes crazy. I think it's like 180 million now or something like that. His video, music video goes crazy. IG Live, all his announcements break records, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he accepts the rat title and makes it part of his image, which is just like, fam. And not only that, comes back with a very dope visually, you know, the audio is whatever, but the, the, the music video he came back with was actually very aesthetically pleasing. Like, if yeah, he's yeah. into the, if he directs his own video, that would be, that would be super dope. But then on top of that, he goes on to say, by the way, before I told, they told me every other rapper who also snitched to the police. You know, that, that's like a tactic. Like, you know, they're just like, you know I, know, I know how you feel about this, but here's everybody else who's ever snitched. He gave them paperwork and, and threatened to expose them. So now we have a snitch who not only left the game number one, got the snitch title, came back number one, probably even bigger now, and flipped the whole snitch rare narrative on our culture and is exposing to expose other heroes who also snitch and did not do it as tactfully as him. On top of that, now he's going at old heads. I don't agree with this part, but he's beefing with Snoop. He's beefing with Ice-T. He does not care. And yeah. then the, the, the cherry on the top, I don't know if you, you got this and I can share the video. Now he's going at Billboard. He's literally snitching at, on everybody. He basically had his song do so well that he had some type of weird interaction with Billboard and basically accused them of still accepting payola. He basically exposed the fact that Billboard is, they're, 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 they're rigged. So people are paying for those top slots. I guess Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber had a collab um, that, that was number one. And he basically showed all these numbers saying that they excluded some streams, blah, 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 blah. And, and basically said that, like, he, he also said that six credit cards were used to pay for the number one spot, like, in terms of, like, buying albums. So now we have Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Scooter, uh, Scooter that, that, uh, that industry dude, and Billboard themselves all released statements trying to explain themselves. So apparently it was something with, like, global streams and domestic streams, and, and, and a lot of Takashi stuff was global, but... The, the wave he's making in hip hop right now, I have to watch because it's yeah. not just, it's not like, you know, when French Montana was beefing with people and we were just like, okay, and we kept Nobody scrolling. Cared. Like, Nobody cared whatsoever. This Nobody. is, this is, it's pretty major, regardless of if you hate the kid or not. 
Yeah. If he proves that Billboard is because Jay Z's been saying this, he yeah, never yeah. said explicitly he, evidence, but he he said that it was it was a joke. And if you think about the history of radio and payola, it makes perfect sense. It makes it perfect you know sense. What? You you bring up a good point. All all everything that you just said is very relevant, and I think that's why I don't necessarily I, I won't tune into his live. I'm not watching no YouTube no shit like that. But I will do the recap on Two Dope Boys or. Uh, live new hip hop or something like that on one of the the outlets. I will do that because I think it is important to stay abreast on what's going on in our day and time. And mm-hmm. you're right; he is absolutely making huge and monumental waves that affect our culture. So I think is 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 it would be ill advised to ignore the fact, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to give him the clout. I'm just I'm not going to feed into it. But right. yeah, this whole billboard thing, if that comes to to pass that it was true, then it's like man. I, I will shot him out for being like somebody that took the stand and figured this out because a lot of people have inclinations and a lot of people gotta have speculations, but nobody actually did the work to find out. So if he did the work to find out, hey man, kudos to him for that. But I'm also not like I'm not supporting and you know what it's, it's cool because like people like, oh, to hear just old and shit like that. I am, bro. I've had a long life. I had a long, crazy, difficult life, and I don't want to go back to none of that shit. I'm thankful yeah. for it because it made me the person I am, but it's also made me aware of the shit that's really important. Like, the shit that the, a lot of these rappers are talking about, I don't give a fuck about that shit, bro. Like, especially right now. Like, right now shows you what's really important. Family, generational wealth, and health. Like, that's what's really important. Strippers, drugs, and all that shit, bro, keep that shit. I don't care about none of that shit. I don't even want to hear about that shit right now. Like, I haven't even really been on, like, real rap like that. I've been doing more hip-hop and more R&B than anything just because, like, that shit ain't helping right now, bro. Like, it's good for a turn-up. But where the fuck we turning up at? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's sometimes you need to, like, hear some upbeat music to switch your mood, like, clean up or whatever the fuck. But that's, I got Jeezy, I got T.I., I got Old Dog Pound, I got uh, Biggie, I got Tupac. All that new, like, I don't care about that shit, bro. Like, I, I just don't. And, like, you just promoting violence. It's like, bro, I get enough violence from the news. Like, there's enough shit going on in the news to hear you talk about you killing 40 niggas because they said your name. Like, I don't care. I just don't care. But you are right with the fact that we should be aware of it because he is, like, he's doing big things. So, mm-hmm. to that aspect, I will champion his calling people out on shit like that. But, like, all the antics. And all the rap and all his behaviors, like man, I don't, I don't. no, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm watching, not to see him succeed or fail. I'm just, I'm tuned in because first of all, I can't deny how entertaining this dude is. He's yeah. very entertaining. I don't like his music. I don't necessarily agree with what he did uh, or what he's doing. Because uh, I mean, what he, I'm from LA. What he did to Snoop was blasphemy that's very disrespectful um but it's just like it's one of those things that it's just it's too big to be in to to just ignore because you know it's it's crazy you know i I saw a comment that said if he died tomorrow would he be as popular as tupac or biggie nah i think that's generational I, and not only is it generational, it also has a lot to do with technology. Like back in the day when Biggie, oh, right. like it was just CDs. There was no streaming. There was mm-hmm. live concerts, video CDs. That was the means of getting your art out, right? Right. So like a lot of people fell in love with those artists from those three, those three avenues, right? But now you got IG, you have YouTube, you have um, 
Zoom, you have multiple different multiple outlets for people to get their art out, get their word out. Like you didn't hear what an artist thought about something until they were in source or vibe or something like that, because there was no outlet for them to directly talk to the people. We've completely disregarded the middleman, and now there is a peer-to-peer -peer connection between the artist and the consumer. So now it's like it's it's great because you get it instant, but there's also like no mystery to it. And yeah. so one of the biggest things with Pac and, and Big is that there was still a lot of mystery clatter. You didn't know how Big really felt about Pac. You didn't know how about Pac, how really felt about Big. It was so many unknown variables in there. That's what keeps like their, their, their legacy alive. Aside from their talent, it's because we don't know about them. 6 9 takes advantage of every avenue to talk to the people. You know everything about him. He admits to snitching. He admits to not really being about their life. He admits to being a Mexican kid with colored hair that don't really. He said that his raps on the Nicki Minaj songs were trash. Yeah. He admitted this. Mm -hmm. He literally said, like, bro, look, look what I'm saying on the breakfast club. He's like, look, like, yeah, look what I said. That shit don't make no sense. They love it. They eat yeah. that up. Yeah. And people, he basically called people, all his fans, he basically called them a sheep. He said, y'all are sheep. Y'all just eat this shit up. It don't matter what I say. Y'all going to buy it. And people was like, oh, yeah, 6 9 the truth, he's the GOAT. Bro, ain't no artist going to insult me, call me a sheep, call me a follower, and I'm still going to be supporting them and ride for them 100%. Right. It's just no, not, for real. Not that's, that's the thing. He uses antics to boost his popularity, that's right? Because like you said, people love drama. A fight video will get millions of more videos than uh, a good news video or like a, this person did a good deed but you know what i mean like we just love the drama and for that reason i think that when it comes to tupac and biggie they were infinitely more talented infinitely more uh better at hip-hop respect wise through the roof mm -hmm. you know these guys were poets they they actually wrote shit about stuff that is not a question popularity wise with social media and his antics and stuff like that, Six Nine might be one of the most popular artists Absolutely. we've ever we've ever seen, popularity-wise. Because, like you said, people who hate him are tuning in. People who love him are tuning in. People who just want to see what happens are tuning in. So it's when I, I'm just thinking when it comes to popularity, and now we have social media. So this dude goes to jail and snitches. It, 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 that news hits Twitter. The whole world knows about it, as opposed to you know the news outlets that Tupac and Biggie were. You, and that was worldwide too because they died. But six nine popularity wise is one of the biggest rappers we've ever seen. I'm regardless a, of how he got there. I'm gonna say this, and this shit gonna come off foul as hell. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know it better not be nothing better not happen to this guy, and nothing happened to George Zimmerman. I say that I'm oh, not, I'm God. not, I'm not pushing for something to happen to George Zimmerman. I'm not advocating for anything to happen to 6 9 I'm just saying, if George Zimmerman, who we know, Reach. killed this unarmed black kid, mm -mm. admitted to it, and was walking around Florida, he's signing packs of Skittles, signing Arizona Tees, still going to kick. If nothing happened to George Zimmerman, Florida, and something happens to 6 9 yo, we, we fucked. We fucked. I, I'm going to just... Fuck, bro. And, and it, it's no better way to put that because it's like, where y'all priorities at, bro? Y'all gonna, gonna, gonna kill somebody who basically tried to preserve his freedom by snitching so he could live 
right? True, he he put other people in prison, but they still alive in prison. They not killed over over a pack of Skittles and the iced tea. And y'all let this man just walk amongst the streets. Now, now here's the thing. I'm not saying George George Zimmerman is is walking around freely and just living the best life. I I read this article on uh, in in GQ about George Zimmerman and his family and how they had to move around um, frequently. This is a couple years ago. They move around. And they they always have like a bag of money and a bag of guns, and they refer to the bag of guns as get the baby, uh, the baby. So like when they had to move and they had to move fast, it's like somebody grabbed the baby, and like that's the code for get the guns and stuff like that. Like he's he's been on a run. I will say that, that weirdly makes me feel better. Yeah, he's on a run. He can't give it. But then you hear stories about like him signing Skittles and, and signing Arizona teas and shit and chilling in restaurants and and mm-hmm. causing ruckuses and recognizes. You just be like. Bro, like, what's what, what's really going on? And I'm not by, by any means am I saying that we should. Am I advocating that we should go out and and, and sort of witch hunt and find George Zimmerman and do any shit to it? But it's just like, right. well, we got to be priorities, bro. Like, if y'all ain't gonna touch this dude who took a black life from us, then don't touch this dude. He did what he did. He served some time. The people who he did that shit with, they should have known he wasn't built for that type of shit. They made the mistake of inviting somebody that's not from the streets, that's not really about their life into their environment they embraced him they protected him they accepted him as one of their own and he wasn't that so when he got in the hot seat he did what somebody that's not from their their hood would do he told accept that shit move on not no disrespect to the families that have lost the loved ones that have gone to jail because of what he's told but it is what it is if y'all not gonna do nothing to george zimmerman let, let that man live his life let him live his life because y'all ain't done shit else like that, that, that is real that, the that, fact that, that gangs were invented to protect communities, if, if it got to a point where, like you said, street cred and this whole snitch thing is more important on the list than somebody that would kill a black dude, uh, a black kid, excuse me, mm-hmm. just, just to do it and then flaunt about it afterwards, like, like you're right, shit backwards. We in that upside down parallel universe I was talking about, if, that was, <laughs> if that's the case. I'm just going to say this, man. I hope that... 6ix9ine is protecting himself. I hope that he comes to the realization that it's bigger than him. He got his loved ones that he has to think about. He has a girl. He has a kid. I, I just feel like that Sakashi, what, what he's got going on right now, he just needs to be more aware of, of what's really important in his life, his family, his mental health, all of that. And I really think he should try to seek some help. Speaking of help, I think that he, you know, if you are feeling like something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, um, I really, really, really feel like you should check out BetterHelp. Um, you can start communicating with um, a therapist in under 24 hours. And it's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is a professional counseling with your own, I'm sorry, a professional counseling with someone with their own licensed um, physical, I'm not physical, but professional therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm in therapy. I literally go to therapy, every, not go, but I have a therapy session every Thursday morning at eight o'clock, okay? Good. I know exactly how impactful it is to have somebody that is completely unbiased to talk to about the things you're thinking about, things that you're fearful of, the things that you struggle with, all of that type of stuff, man, because it's, it just, it just feels better. And a lot of times we think that therapy is, we're going to go to this person and they're going to tell us what to do and how to do it. That's not it. Therapy is not that at all, man. I had the misconception um, 
I had the, the just, just the ignorant thoughts of what that was, and it's not that at all. A therapist is somebody that helps you talk through your problems. They will ask probing questions like, well, why did you think that was a good idea? Well, how did that make you feel after you did it? That type of stuff. They help you come to the right conclusion. They don't tell you what to do. That's not it. And I know a lot of people from communities of color have this, um, this perception of what therapy is. And we've all been told, like, you don't take family business outside of the house. And you don't tell nobody about what you got going on. And even I, like, before I went to therapy, I was like, why would I tell somebody what's going on? Like, why would I don't talk about it? Talking don't fix nothing. You know what I'm saying? Actually fix something. I had all of these preconceived notions about therapy. And I'm going to tell you, all of them were wrong. My therapist has been such a godsend to me. Being able to talk to somebody that truly wants to help me. Being able to talk to somebody that's not going to judge me off of the fuck shit that I did in my past. The fuck shit that I thought about right now. All of that type of stuff makes a difference. And to have somebody to talk to you and help you guide you through that and walk you through that, it is essential. I cannot express that enough. So uh, I would encourage you to check out BetterHelp because they will assist you and assess your needs and match you with a licensed therapist. You can start communicating, like I said, with somebody in under 24 hours. Um, the service is available for clients all over the world. And you can log in from your account anytime and message your counselor. Um, you'll get a thoughtful and timely response. And you can schedule your, your, your meetings weekly. Like, I will tell you to try this right now. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating the group therapeutic matches so that it is uh, to make it easy and free to change counselors. I want to speak it on really quick because I've been through three therapists and the first two did nothing for me. And it's no, it's no uh, slight to them. It's just sometimes you don't, you don't, you don't gel with people. You don't mess with them the way you want. And to have a company say that, Hey man, you can change as much as you need to, to you find the right person. And it's completely free. It's so refreshing because now that I'm with the therapist that I'm with right now, I couldn't be more excited. She listens. She, you know, responds. I don't feel like I'm just a number or just a patient. I feel like I'm a person with her. And that's important to have that type of rapport and that type of relationship with your therapist. So I'm, I'm all about it, man. Um, uh, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read the testimonials that are posted daily. Daily testimonials. That. That is, that is amazing. So uh, visit betterhelp.com, uh, enter the code, I'm sorry, betterhelp.com forward slash D-I-Y-S, that's H-B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, and join over 800,000 people who are taking charge of their mental health and check out the testimonials and get the professional experience help that you need to get to a better life. And right now, because you guys are listening, right now, you will get 10% off your first month. That's right, 10% off your first month if you check out betterhelp.com forward slash D-I-Y-S and man, really start living life. I, I'm a firm believer in a lot of times in life I was not living, I was just existing because I had so much stuff going on. I had nobody talked about the stuff going on. Talk to somebody, man. Start back, so get back to living life the way that you really need to. I encourage it. Absolutely. Yeah, the amount of messages we're getting of people signing up for better help and changing their mind, like, please, please listen to us. And, and when we say, don't let it get too bad. You know what I mean? Like we're in, we're in a quarantine right now. We're at home. A lot of people are alone with their own thoughts or, or whatever it is. It is. It can be a very, very difficult time for people. I know like we're seeing crazy things on the news, crazy things in our own lives are happening. Please, please, please do not let 
this do not let the situation go too far you know what i mean like it can spiral out of control make sure you 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 get these thoughts out talk to somebody get some get some help and and better help is the most convenient and easy way to do it we've we've been pr promoting them for a minute i, I we're getting some messages of people who who it's it's very life changing you know making that decision is a huge 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 moment in your life so make sure you you get on it uh and visit better help because it's the it's the easiest and and smartest thing to do right now if you're going through something and i'm gonna say this and before we get move on um we get a lot of offers for advertising right uh, people hit us all the time. And don't get me wrong, it's good money, but like certain things I, I can't speak on. I can't speak on, and I'm not going to give it to y'all because y'all really listen to us, and you take the stuff that we say, and you really act on it. And we appreciate that. And that's why we are committed to only promoting things that we really believe in. So when BetterHelp people us up, they, I responded so fast because I'm such an advocate for therapy and for uh, having a, uh, somebody to talk to, man. I am a huge advocate for that so like i cannot respond fast enough and i really hope you guys take advantage of this 10 percent off right now cool that's it um so drugs <laughs> 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 moving right along to here have you ever seen uh breaking bad of course absolutely do you remember the season with gus and the dude who was smuggling all the stuff in the chicken joint yes yeah that was a phenomenal actor man uh, i'm sketching right now but I, yeah phenomenal actor. that's the same guy in uh mandalorian right yes i forget okay yeah. for yeah. sure so this is just get a little bit of water just just talk I'll, I'll still be able to hear you okay um this actually happened in the uk so four uk gang members were jailed for smuggling cocaine inside frozen chicken uh, <laughs> so this, uh, after smuggling hundreds of kilos of cocaine inside frozen chicken, four gang members in the UK have been jailed and sentenced to a combined total of 50 years in prison. Now, if you split that up in fours, I don't know, that's what, like 10 years and some change each. Um, and this was in May 2019, the gang's ringleader, Thomas Lorden, very UK gang member name, uh, 38. Did not know niggas that were 38 were in the smuggling business, but um, I guess the older, the wiser. They created the company Independent Meat LTD uh, as a front to illegally import the kilos, which they packaged inside the frozen poultry pieces. Uh, the bust came a month later after police and national crime agencies spotted Lorden's accomplices, Francis uh, Sullivan and Emmanuel Jella, it's the most UK names ever, exchanging a duffel bag can, uh, carrying 11 kilograms or about 24 pounds of cocaine. Uh, so low-key, they got away with the chicken stuff. The chicken stuff flew out under the radar, but it wasn't until uh, the, the feds literally saw the pass-off of a duffel bag of 24 pounds of cocaine that they got caught. Uh, in August, the conspirator named Ali was also busted after transporting uh, 20, 121 pounds of cocaine on an industrial estate in kent so wait, wait, off so they only got away with it for a month they were in business for a month and then they got caught that's the not bus successful at all <laughs> but that's the thing they the chicken part was good they were gussing it up that was successful but then for some reason 
these niggas went out in public and said, here's the cocaine, and that's how they were caught. So if you were on the chicken side of the operation, you would be pissed off. You'd be like, how, we all go to jail because of what? But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. See, it, you always have to read into it, right? Mm-hmm. So in the article, it said that um, they were busted after FBI saw them exchanging a duffel bag. Let me tell yeah. you this. The FBI is not going to be just at a chicken spot. If they were at that chicken spot and they spotted them, that means they already had intel that some illegal shit was going on. The FBI had probably been building a case against these guys for the last four to six months. Okay. They not just going on a one-off, just happen to come by. Bro, here's the thing about, here's the difference between state and federal, right? So like, if you're getting charges brought against you, uh, from like cops and shit like that, they're gonna bring you up on the charge that you were arrested for. Just that yeah. one charge for the most part. Yeah. They might add something on like resisting arrest or attempt to, uh, uh, with the intent to distribute cocaine or something like that. When the feds are coming after you, when the FBI is coming after you, they build a case that is airtight. They're gonna get you on one or 10 things. They're gonna do surveillance, surveillance from six to 12 months. They're gonna have a case that is so airtight that if you get off on three, you're still gonna get caught on seven. You're not doing that, you're not doing anything less than 15, 20 years. I guarantee it. The feds don't just be on no bullshit, bro. Yeah. If they caught them handing off a duffel bag, that means that they already had intel on them. So if they didn't get them on oh. that, they get them on something else. So they knew about the chicken. They had to know about something, bro, because the fans, like, it wasn't like a, a federal agent was at the chicken's place eating something. It was like, hey, what are those guys doing? No, they was doing intel on these motherfuckers. I guarantee it, bro. Damn, like, so they low-key weren't good because it only happened a month later. Absolutely. They were horrible at this shit. Niggas should have taken a, 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 a trade at ITT Tech because drugs <laughs> is not your thing, my nigga. So would you think, do you think that, okay, how do you think this works? Do you think that they put, put it in the frozen chicken and just made a shitload of money on the cocaine and just reported that as chicken sales? Or do you think that the chicken is still sold? I think that the, the place that they opened probably was a processing plant, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the duffel bag probably was like some extra shit that they were selling on the side because if like they got a they got a processor plant, they're probably like skinning the chicken and cutting the head off and, and packaging it, right? But inside of the chicken, they're probably stuffing the cocaine inside of the chicken. They've removed the in, the innards of the chicken. They stuff in as much as they can inside of the chicken, package it, put it on the truck, drive it to different places. They take it out and then they take it to a to a to a, um, a supermarket or restaurant or wherever they're distributing it. This is how I would do it, right? So I'm thinking that if the, a bag was handed out, it realistically probably was a money bag. I don't think it was a cocaine bag because it's like, why would you move cocaine like that? But money is just like, you know, people are they get lax, they get comfortable and shit like that. But cocaine, like you wouldn't be outside. Like, who's going to walk outside and hand somebody a bag full of cocaine? You would do that shit inside of the plant. You would put it in somebody's trunk. But money, you would be like, oh, it's just, you know what I'm saying, it's money. Like, I, I, I don't think they're giving us a true story on it, but also I feel like like you wouldn't do that type of shit. If you've been that cautious to create a whole fictitious business to hide your cocaine sales and, and distribution, why the fuck would you take some cocaine out the front door and hand it to somebody walking up? That's to what you? I was thinking. That's, that's why I thought that the chicken people were pissed no, off. I don't think they're giving us a full story, bro. Like, you wouldn't do... Anybody that sell dope know you wouldn't do no shit like that. So, is the chicken still sold, though? 
even though it's transported? Like, I'm just worried about this cokey-ass chicken. I would imagine so. I would imagine. Like, if the ticket, if the cocaine was, like, wrapped properly, like, it was, it was probably, like, bagged and then also wrapped in saran wrap, um, yeah. then it should be good. The cocaine shouldn't go through there. And, like, it's not like, like, when people try to smuggle drugs in and they, like, like swallow the bag is dope, the, the trouble with that is, like, the acids inside your stomach will deteriorate the bag because that plastic will get destroyed by the acid in your stomach. Isn't that why it's in a balloon? Yeah, that's why it's in a balloon. But that, okay. that's, that's why, but even that balloon can get deteriorated from the acid because you have literal acid in your stomach that breaks down right. food. If it's inside a, a dead chicken that is no longer living, it has no acid, it has no stomach, everything's been removed, it's good. It shouldn't seep out of that package. You should be good. That's hella gross. <laughs> it's wrapped up. You know what I'm saying? It's wrapped up. I saw this crazy video on Twitter. It was like a bust at the border and it was a watermelon uh, truck. And the feds basically cut open the watermelon and opened it, and there was hella weed in there. Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck did you seal a watermelon? And the caption is, somebody had to snitch, because it, it, it looked like a pretty like, solid yeah. like, business. They call somebody. They, bro, here's the thing, though. The feds always be watching, bro. And they, what they do, they will watch, and they will find the person that is weak or the person that's slipping. And they'll, like, even when they find out who it is, then they'll build a case against that person. So when they arrest that person, they're like, hey, we got these 10 charges against you for mm -hmm. this, 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 and this. We work for or it. you could tell us about the operation and you get immunity and you'll be straight, right? So like they never like go at it half-assed. They know the full thing every time, bro. I, I mean, obviously I've never been in that life, but when it comes to Netflix, I'm all about it. So if anything of that is true, then I'm pretty well versed. So here's what I have to say. <laughs> um, it seems like, like with, with, with these things, every single cartel, and maybe this is just story writing because it's all fake, but it seems like every single cartel is crumbled by the accountant. Like the accountant's the one nigga that's working the books, not really about that life. It seems like every empire, the, 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 the crumble started with interrogating the accountant. So it's just like, why do cartels be hiring soft accountants. Um, because the accountant by Ben Affleck doesn't really exist. Oh, I didn't see that, that one. That was a good ass movie right there. The accountant with Ben Affleck. That's he, he was the accountant for a cartel. He was accounted for a couple drug lords and like like super criminals and shit like that. Like he was just really good at numbers. He was on the spectrum, so he's good at numbers and balancing and shit like that. But he's uh -huh. also like trained at like be a sec fucking assassin he was, was he was he was a drug dealer's dream oh so he was an accountant that was also like with the shits yeah he was hella with the shits that's what yeah. i was thinking like why is everybody keep these like super soft accountants that they be breaking the first day like the thing, this is what you should do like this i've never understood drug dealers and people like bill monopolies that, that fuck up this like one of the greatest things i learned after i moved out to l.a was about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his life. You read his biography and he talks about how he built his team. He made his agent only be his agent. His agent only worked for him. Same with his accountant, same with his lawyer. He was their only client and he paid them good for it. So if I'm building a drug ring, right, I'm going to make sure that everybody that is in the place I handpicked and I'm going to make sure they're qualified. So that if that means I got to send my little cousin that wants to sell dope 
to school so he can be an accountant, so he can be the, the cartel's accountant, because I know he's family and I can trust him, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to hire Joe Smo, just some person that came highly recommended that I don't know. Right. He has no loyalty to me. I would rather send a family member to learn how to do this shit to school and then have them do that role, right? Versus just picking up, like, they don't have no loyalty to you. Yeah. They don't have no loyalty. Look right. at Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas snitched on every drug dealer. Every I thought he just snitched on the cops, though. I thought he just snitched on the corrupt cops. Nah, Frank Lucas snitched on the drug dealers, too. Oh, why does he get, um, why does he still get a pass? He don't, by a lot of people. Really? It seemed like, I seemed like there was a couple of uh, mob bosses who snitched, and for some reason, when, they, when they're brought up, people start defending them. Like, no, nah, it was only police, or it was only this, or that, that, that. And he, he, he get a pass probably because how much money. They, they say Frank, Frank Lewis was making like a, a million dollars a day. That's some baller-ass shit, especially back then. You're making a million dollars uh-huh. a day. But, bro, like, like, it is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't really feel sorry for anybody that gets caught up in that game because you know what you're getting into. But I also understand, like, as somebody that's had uncles and shit that sell that dope, like, the one thing that dope dealers have that a lot of entrepreneurs that move out here or entertainers that move out here don't have is they, they recognize, like, or they think, they have the mindset, this is my only option. I'm going to make this work by any means necessary. Right. And they go about it like that. They don't go about it half-assed like, yeah, I might start selling weed tomorrow. Nah. They go about it with a mindset like, I'm going to build this empire. I'm going to be the best at this shit. I'm going to be the king. Like, everybody wants to be Scarface. Even though Scarface never lived in <laughs> any cut, the director's cut, the extended cut, he don't live in none of this shit. People <laughs> always say, I want to be Scarface because he was the man for a minute. And people would rather be a man, the, the man for a minute than no man forever. And it, to me, it's just like, bro, like put that same energy and effort into something legal, nigga. Like for real. <laughs> something that you can actually use the money. But like, man, I'd be watching these like episodes like Narcos and stuff like that. And I'd be thinking like, this guy is really smart. He's like, a, this is not a dumb man's gang. Like yeah. these dudes are, are business geniuses. So if they just swapped out kilos of coke for like jeans or like shirts they'd probably be crazy good like i mean obviously cocaine is very quick money but still let me tell you something bro if i was to ever sell dope and build a, a drug ring off of anything like that first of all nobody would know i was a leader all right i would be like fourth fifth in command niggas would be giving me commands thinking that i'm just some runt right and I would be texting all the information or emailing all the information to whoever is my second or first in command. And do it. Nobody would ever know my face, but I would still like, be okay. in the mix to make sure niggas ain't fucking up. Like, I would never be super attached to the dope. I would never be in the same car with the dope. I wouldn't even be in the same car with the money. I would just go do pickups or something like that. But mm-hmm. you would never know who I was, and nobody would ever know my face because, like, that's when niggas get caught up. Like, like... I've never been one to, like, buy flashy cars and shit like that. Like, the, 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 at the high school, I learned my lesson. Like, if I ever came into a whole lot of money, you would know it. I mean, my, my close friends would because you would probably come up to the house and shit like that. Yeah. But a lot of people wouldn't know that shit, man. Like, that's what people get caught up in. Like, like people like, yo, if you, would you rob a bank for $100 million? Like, people like, yeah. This, this, this. Those are the people who don't think. Like, how you going to wash that money? How you going to yeah. clean that shit? Who you going to take it to? Right? Mm-hmm. And you got a job as a fucking school teacher and one day you just pull up with a Bugatti because you got a hundred million dollars or you know 70 million dollars after the watch nigga you don't think that's gonna draw some attention to you right and I'm gonna tell you this 
When you first get money, you don't know what to do with it. You don't hire the accountant. You don't like get somebody that helps you manage that shit. You just like fuck, bro. I, I think I said this before. My my first hundred thousand. Oh, I gone. That shit. Yeah, I blew through that shit so fast, and I probably got. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I probably got it in October. I had went through so much money by February, uh, March when I had to pay taxes. I had to pay seventeen thousand dollars in taxes. Damn, off of buying stupid shit, bro. Cause nobody told me. Like they don't teach you that shit in high school and in college. Like that's what they need to teach, like money management and taxes and April all night. They need what, to don't spend money. a lot, huh? Not to spend a lot. Yes, bro. and when you do, the taxes that gonna come associated with it. Like as an independent contractor, like when we started the business account, I was like, yo, hold on, before we like take any money out, let's. Let me talk to somebody about what kind of business we need to set up. Is it LLC? Is it a C Corp? Is it an S Corp? Because mm-hmm. I've had those tax problems. I'm like, I'm not going through this shit again, bro. Right. So like, I want to make sure, like, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. And that's that's where I'm at now. So, like, a lot of people won't put that effort into learning. They're like, oh, I, I do it. Like, nah, fuck that, bro. If I'm making a million dollars a day, you better believe I'm signed up at somebody's night school taking business management and learning how to fuck to run this business and how mm-hmm. to avoid taxes. Think about that, like Al Capone, biggest gangster in the world, right? Motherfucker got caught by the treasury. They couldn't get him on any of that shit. These niggas got him wow. on the treasury, bro. Frank Lucas wasn't, they didn't even know who Frank Lucas was until he showed up to that boxing game with all that ice and that drip, right? Bruh, keep a low profile, bro. Low pro- you ain't gonna never see me in Gucci all over my chest. Louis Vuitton. You ain't gonna never see me in that shit. I'm not that dude, Crazy. bro. I'm going to be in some nice threads. You won't know how much it costs. I'm going to smell fantastic. But you ain't going to see me in no flashy shit. I don't need that, bro. I if the business that. was going well and under the radar and a nigga, we got caught because a nigga had a fur coat on, I would be so mad. Because that means that their business was on point. They were yes. on point with everything but stuff. Yes. Bro, he was oh, up there to have rest, like, like uh, storefronts and businesses to watch the money. And besides, the laundromat is the best way to like like clean money because that's what? money every day. People are coming in every day, spending money there. They spend twenty dollars, forty dollars to wash clothes, all that shit. Every day you get money. So that oh, so it's a low key business that can prove that they make a shitload. Yeah, and you can clean that money. You mix the money out. You take some yeah. of the money that people brought, put it in with some of the drug money. Hold on to some of the drug money, and then you keep doing it. So you keep mixing the money, so you never get like you're talking too much. That was laundering 101, guys. (laughs) I always thought it was interesting that that's called money laundering, and drug dealers also use like launder, like laundry mats. Is that like, is that connected somehow? I don't know. Not at all. Laundering just means cleaning the money. Like, you're cleaning the money. That's all. That seems a little on the nose to have a laundry mat, though, to launder. You know what? I'm going to just shut up from this point on. (laughs) Well, I mean, you could know all this shit and not be doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You right. I be watching Narcos. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm the I'm the the piece to keep the feds off of damn internet. You scary because they'll look at me and be like, no. <laughs> I talk a lot of times. My uncle did a lot of. He was about to make a lot of dumbass moves, and mm-hmm. I, I really I really thank my mom. I can never thank her enough. And I I I think about some of the dumb shit that I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Some of the dumb complaints that I had. 
But had my mom not done the shit that she did to make sure I went to the school that I went to, I would not have the education I have. I would not have the tenacity and the, the wherewithal that I have to make the decisions that I made through life to like be where I'm at right now. And it's also from that schooling that I had that I saved my uncle's life. You know, God rest his soul, he, he passed this past year, but a lot of shit he would have fucked up. I'm like, bro, you can't do that because if you do this, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. I literally in high school started thinking about life like chess. But a lot of my, my, my family, they, they're literally checker-minded. They just think about that next move. And they don't think about how that next move is going to cost you three pieces on your board. Yeah. I'm always like, let me step back and, and peep the whole board before right. I move on anything. Anything in my life, I always like that. Let me step back and see how this is going to affect next week. Let me go step back and see how this is going to affect next month. Most people can only see what's in front of them, right? And that's why, like, when you have something in your life, that, that seems so big, so monumental, some shit go wrong, you freak out because you 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 too close up on it, right? But if you step back a little bit, you take a look at it, you're like, oh, that shit ain't even that big, bro. I see exactly what I need. I see how I need to sidestep or how I need to climb over to get over that. But like, if you too close to the situation, you never take a moment to step back and, and reassess, right. you, you want to move like too, too, too fast. Like, there's no other way to put that. So like, my, my uncle was very thankful for me and I, I loved him, so of course I looked out for him. But like a lot of people, man, fuck up by just not thinking enough, bro. Right. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes that's how you learn watching yeah. other people fuck up, though. I, I, that's that was exactly me. That was exactly me. Yeah, that was that was me from the beginning. It's, that's why I didn't really get in too much too much trouble because I watched somebody else and be like, all right, well, I know what happens when you do that. <laughs> and some people just don't do that. That's why you can't be making big decisions off of emotion. Yeah, hell no, nah, bro. I learned that the hard way too. Like, I, I, if I get too mad, I, I would literally just remove myself from a situation, bro. Because if you move, so, here's the thing about emotion, though. It, it is not always bad. Like, if, you, if your emotion to, to fuse that will to see your, your family and, and it helps you, like, get through a fight or you'll get through a fucked up situation and that's what, like, pushes you through, then that's great. But, like, if you are, like, about to retaliate or you know get some revenge on something like that and you're just moving off emotion because they did this to your family member or friend or something like that bro like that never ends well yeah never ends well bro right that's when you need to like chill out relax and think about your, your situation because oftentimes like decisions made in the heat of the moment are out of out of emotion like sheer emotion never have good good endings bro oh yeah no for sure like there's laws with that. Like, you can't, if you buy a gun, you got to wait. Like, <laughs> ain't no, you got to wait a week. Ain't no, ain't no, let me buy this real quick so I can do something. Like, that's uh -huh. literally the epitome of do not act yeah. on emotion. Just chill out, that's, think about yeah. it. That's why they got that waiting period. They got a waiting period for in LA. Mm -hmm. You got to take the gun test and then you, you buy the gun. They do the background check, and the background check right now is like up to seventeen days. My homegirl just bought one, and they had, they made her wait the full time. She thought she was gonna get it get it early. They made her wait the full time, and Damn. they do that just so it's like cool and make sure you ain't finna like right. try to get back as my right away, man. Like just calm down, bro. Like I would never register my guns in L.A. Though I'm gonna be honest, with you. the laws out here ridiculous. We're hella ridiculous. Where are they registered? Oh, uh, moving. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. I just didn't know you could register them in other states, but hey, maybe you can't. Maybe you can. No. Um, <laughs> register. <laughs> I'll un unknowingly get a nigga in trouble because I'm stupid. 
Uh, but <laughs> that's, I mean, that was, that was I some, admit to nothing. Some I didn't admit to nothing. So ain't nobody like, can't nobody be chill uh, charged against anything. I didn't admit to nothing, bro. I didn't, I didn't even say I, I, I said if I had guns, I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, that is a, uh, that is a, a good lesson, uh, for people like me to shut the fuck up when it's time. Uh, that was a, that was also a good a good couple of gems from to here. So I think that's a great great uh, point to end this at. Uh, appreciate all the patrons for watching. Uh, appreciate you know the non patrons for watching as well on Thursday. I, I might have said Tuesday earlier. I saw that in the comments. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys. We will see you guys next week. As always, I am Patrick Cloud, and I'm to hear more. Y'all take it easy and be safe out there. Peace. All right, y'all. Right. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.